Hey, y'all. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday, wherever you're listening at. A brand new episode of But I Don't Know, though. It's Avery Mason and Phil Hunt. How was your weekend? How was Monday for you? How was how was your weekend? Was it good? Good weekend. Yeah, another weekend. It was a little less cool in the city, so it was a little more breezy. Bro, we're back down to regular temperatures now, man. I'm happy. Yeah, I'm not yeah, sweating. I'm wearing not. a t-shirt in the in the penthouse at Phil's penthouse, <laughs> and I'm comfortable. I'm not hot. You know what I'm saying? It's about, what, what is it now? About 81, 82? Something like that. It's real know? comfortable. It's real comfortable. Summer, summer, summertime, as the great Will Smith said. Yeah. What's what's his... I'm going to make that joke now. Uh-oh. What do you think he does in August? <laughs> <laughs> Ah, there legacies. We, we know too much about Bang. our celebrities nowadays. I miss when it just used to be movie, album release, press runs. And then that's it. Yeah, you wouldn't hear from them again until the next movie. Yeah, yeah, next movie. Now it's, you know, guess who went live last night and was snorting cocaine and talking about how they were abused on the set of Family Matters. And you go, God damn it, I... Love that show, man. I don't need to hear who, this. Who's that girl who just came out with a tell-all book like that from the iCarly show? I don't even know, bro. I don't keep up with Disney. Nah, there iCarly? Was a, yeah, it was the show called iCarly. and she wrote I, a, I've heard of the show, but again, I'm not. She wrote a book called I'm Glad My Mother's Dead. Oh, no. Yeah, Jesus that, Christ. I'm glad. Yeah. Uh, yep, that's the name of it. I'm Glad My Mom Died. It's by Jeanette McCurdy. She, she was um, the best friend of the main character on, uh, on iCarly. Okay. The blonde girl. Okay, and what is she saying? She had a show business mom yeah. or something. Well, her mom was was her mom, but show business mom. Like she apparently, mm-hmm. allegedly, she was uh, the creator of the show. I don't know. It was inappropriate with her somehow, and her mother told her to just suck it up and just you do know, this and stuff. Hey, walk it off, as Chris Rock said. Walk it off. Yo, Uncle touched you. I told you not to be around Uncle Willie. Walk it off. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Rock's fucking hilarious. It is, but Walk that it off. yeah, no, that's. I just feel like sometimes they overshare. Like it, she just seems angry from some. I didn't read the book, but the articles I read talked about. It, she was very angry, and she's just throwing a lot of darts at a lot of different people. Hmm. Yeah, like I said, I I miss just the days where you know promo press to a run. Do a little morning radio, uh, do a little, uh, what was it, E.T. Entertainment Tonight, and mm-hmm. boom, that's it. Yeah, now it's tell-all book, so in that Instagram. subject, since you got, got us off into uh, what we'll call white women news, mm-hmm. WWN. <laughs> no, there was a clip of Britney Spears that I wound up hearing this weekend. Britney Spears, uh, you know, obviously, whatever the whole controversy was with her father, Anyway, Kevin Federline, somehow there was a clip of him. He was like, you know, I'm very sorry to release this clip, you know, but this has been going on for some time. You know, Britney Spears, you know, is just not a good mother, blah, blah, blah. He's like, so I'm going to let y'all hear this phone call. And then you hear her like, just sounding like a mother. Mm -hmm. She said something about like, you know, You've been over there with your dad. You know, your face is dry. <laughs> and you go, was that anything anyone needed to hear? Matter of fact, here, we'll, we'll try to play it. But, right. but yeah, it, it, was, you just, know why it he's... was one of the things where, again, I went, yeah, no one needed to know that. Too, also, she just sounds like a caring mom. Too much information. Well, no, it was one of them where you're like, dude, if that's all you can find to slander her, 
then you don't have very much because that wasn't... The reason he's doing it is because there's some sort of custody battle going on. So I guess any 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 uh, any ammo you could use to try to like... Well, yeah, I felt like it was almost backfiring because you go, sound like she care about them kids being moisturized. That's exactly yeah. probably what my mother would say you're to getting me. getting enough vitamin D. Boy, you been over there at your daddy's house all week with your face dry like that? <laughs> you're not oiling your hair or your face. Oh, and then she doing? starts down that line of, you know, every mother hits a, y'all have to respect me. And it's like, she sounds like any mom. Pretty much. Your mom will tell you, you know, I know your daddy, y'all love him and all that and whatever, but I had you. So don't be siding with him and agreeing with him and shit. Hilarious. <laughs> and that's exactly how she said it. She go, yeah, but this doesn't sound like anything that, you know, like Nothing I said, crazy. Yeah, nothing you crazy. go again, promo tour. I don't need to hear her yelling at her kids. I just want to see her singing the hits. That you go, yeah, you go, you know, they, they need to be yelled at their kids. And what mom doesn't that you go. Yeah, Don't sure. involve us in your custody battle. Yeah, just, just handle it. Just keep it there, man. Like, it's okay, bro. I'm like, guessing people just want to see celebrities being more like them. But I don't. I like the, uh, sometimes that the veil is up and, you know, you can only just, see. There's no mystery anymore with anybody because everybody overshares. So. Yes, it's oversharing and, you know, it usually backfires. It's like, remember when Kirk Franklin's son did oh, that thing man. and everybody went... Well, yeah, he just sounds like a father. Mm -hmm. That he has to cuss your ass out sometimes. You acting up and taking his money. Listen to how he talks to me. Yeah, that's what they taught us in therapy. It's like, ah, oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah, therapy, that's, that's interesting. Uh, yeah, I don't want to see about the stars either. I feel like I'd much rather just turn it on and turn it off and, like you said, see him at the next movie yeah, premiere. Yeah, a little bit too much. And, I mean, we say that as we sit here with a podcast. With a podcast and, and Instagram accounts. Interesting, though, the people... Well, I feel like comedy, your job is to be in touch with the world. And sometimes, what's the word I'm looking for? You have to be topical and up-to-date current events. Mm. So sometimes as social critics, it's our job to be present. But it's you, obviously if you're giving a little bit of humor, mm. whereas with some of these people, it's just like, hey, bro, I don't need that from you. Did, did you find a clip you don't play? I never did find a clip. <laughs> they have everything. Let me type in the actual because, you know, sometimes you have to be very specific. Mm. Yeah, Kevin Federline is an interesting character it. himself. Okay, let me see. Them kids almost grown anyway. Them yeah. kids like 18 and what, 20-something? Right. Yeah. So it was just like, yeah, this is how moms talk to the kids. What are you... Oh, no, they're, they're 15 and 16. It wasn't like she was saying, you know, I'm going to murder you or nothing. Like I said, in fact, she was like, you know, you're dry. Here, hold on. Let me see if I can find it here. Phil, Phil's looking it up. Please make sure to follow I'm going to listen to it and make sure it's... What I want. Because, see, yeah, people will do that where they, like, talk over it. Okay. Like, I don't want to hear you. I just want the clip. We also don't want to have to pay for using that clip. Yeah, so. exactly. That's why uh, I'm like, you know. Make sure to follow Phil on his Twitters. Uh, I am Phil Hunt and all social media. Follow the podcast. Um, it's But I Don't Know Though Pod. And follow me, Avery Mason Official, on Instagram. The Avery Mason on Twitter as Phil looks up. Britney Spears yelling yeah, at her kids. It's, it's it's so minimal that it's just like, dude, just fight your custody battle. Don't try to like influence us to be on your side. Try and get the. They thought something was wrong with me because I had Your your boobs are poking out. You have come in here while we're trying to go to bed, and then you just 
Go on, you it's say. It's my house. If I forget something, then I know. This is my house. If I want to come in here and give you lotion for your face because it is coarse, and all you tell me, no, it's fine, it's fine. No, it's not fine. You all better start respecting me. Are we clear? Yeah. And when Robin calls, and you're all, you're all, even Robin's a fucking kid. She goes, what have you been doing to your kids? You're all, you all need to start treating me like a woman with worth. I am a woman, okay? Be nice to me. Do you understand? <laughs> and that's all we gonna play. Doesn't that sound like every mom? That sounds like every mom. My mom reminds me like every two days. You know, I had you, right? And you go, yeah. yeah. At this point, I'm starting to think I maybe I was stolen from the hospital because she said this. Keeps so reminding much. me every time. Hey, you know, I carried you right now. My mother sounds like my mother too. Where like she'll start on me about one thing and then just make her way over to something I did like two, three weeks ago. <laughs> And you lead know. to something you did when you, you were five. You ain't washing these dishes. You know what? Two weeks ago, you didn't take out the garbage either. So what's going on? And I'm then like, it spills mm-hmm. over to... Yeah. You know, when you was a kid, mm-hmm. and you go, okay, and then you know I had you, right? My mother used to used to wash your little stinking balls, and you go, no one needs to hear on. Yes, we get that that's part of it. So I'm saying... I think that was her son taping that too, which is weird. When... When when she placed this note, Kevin Federline is the one who released it. But this is why I'm saying, you know, you heard her. What did she say? Your face looks coarse. Yeah, coarse. Yeah. If I want to come in here and put lotion on your face because it looks and coarse, you know, I can do exactly that. Exactly what a mother would be. That's caring. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's men in the streets. You know that that wish. Oh, well, somebody can we'll come put some we'll lotion come on their face. Lotion on their face. That's little shit. I remember my grandmother before church. You know, she was like, "You come to church." I get up to come to church, dog, and she go, you ain't coming nowhere with me with your face ashy like that. And she went and got like a handful of Vaseline and just rubbed it all over my face. I remember looking in the mirror when I got to church. I'm like, damn, I'm shiny. And no matter how much water I put on in my face, I get get that shine off. Niggas was looking at me like, why this nigga shining? He's anointed. The brother has, Phil has been anointed by Vaseline. (laughs) So yeah, that's what moms do. That is, like, I, I feel like, and the other thing too is, you, you, you know, we need context. We don't know what happened before that kid started filming that clip. Maybe he said something slick to his mom and she came in there like, yo, who are you talking to? Well, you know to? what's funny is actually, in the context of us being children, which everyone's someone's children, I know exactly what happened. All right. You know, they, like just how you said your mother It'll start with one thing, and she'll work her way out, and then she'll remind you. It's like, now that I think about it, my father's never said to me, I had you. You know I'm your daddy, right? Never. You need to respect me. No, he just, slapped, just hit me he in my chest. Wait! <laughs> and as I'm catching my breath, I'm uh-huh. going, I need to respect you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we don't look for the... It's like your mother does that to you plays the emotional every card. other day. Mom plays the emotional card all the time. So... You know, you hear Brittany and you go, oh, Brittany's a good mom. Like, she's a good mom. She cares. She, she cares. cares about a kid. But I just think it's, I have a kid would tape that. My mother, if that was but me I don't and think my mother found out. It. I think Federline taped it is what I'm trying to say. He was the one that released it. Well, no, maybe he took it from us. Because the video looked like it was a kid. I could barely it. see it in the video. The oh. video looked like the Blair Witch Project. It did. Because they knew if the mama knew she was being filmed, she, she was going to break that bell out. Yeah. Oh, yeah? 
You think Britney was whooping that kid? You think? Mm-hmm. It's very probably a very. She is from the south. Well choreographed video. She is from the south. They see that too. That I'm like, be, she's from be, Louisiana. Yeah, they, she's they just giving them old southern mom loving her. Boy, your face dry. I was with her till she said, "I am a woman, and you need to. I'm a woman. You need to treat me like a woman." Like, but you know that they go there. That's like we talking about you being a mom. You can't. They can't look at you like a woman if you're their mom. They look at you like their mom. It's two different things. I know my mother's a woman, but I look at her but like she's my mom mama first. Don't make no sense. Like if somebody else got a hold of the tape, they would be like, "What is your mama talking about?" <laughs> so then, same with my mom. So I was just back home recently, right? Okay. And I'm gonna tell you something. She did that annoyed the fuck out of me. All right, what she do? I was sipping my coffee as I'm sitting here talking. I'm holding Starbucks iced coffee. So it was about one o'clock in the evening. I finally, and you know, here in New York, right? This is Starbucks literally on every every five corners. Mm-hmm. So I can get my fix pretty easy, you know, as soon as I wake up in the morning. And then I'm pretty even throughout the day, right? But when I'm there, you know, Indianapolis is not a walking city. So it's not like there's a coffee shop on every corner. Mm-hmm. You have to get in the car and you have to drive. So I ordered a suit from Men's Warehouse for my sister's wedding at Tuck's. The drive is like 10 minutes from the house or whatever, 12 minutes. My mom comes with me, right? Now, one, the first thing she does that annoys me is I go to order my thing. And she orders something. Then doesn't give me no money, turns around and leaves. And I'm thinking, just another time in my life that I got to pay for a woman of like, here we go. So I buy that or whatever, right? Now, long story that's short. That's your mom, bro. You got to. I know, but still. Because if she bought me something, it'd be, I made you, I brought you here. You know, my mother gives me that one. I brought you in this world, and I'll take you out. I feel like every black kid knows that saying. I've heard that before, yeah. That a white kid would go, your mom threatens to kill you every day? And we go, yeah, every day. We got to get some help for Phil. Life's in danger. <laughs> my mom even told me, like, I think, was it Marvin Gaye or Curtis Mayfield that their father killed him? Marvin Gaye, right? His father. It's Marvin Gaye's father. Oh, Sam Cooke. Was it Sam Cooke? No, okay. Sam. It was not Sam Cooke. Okay, no, it was Marvin Gaye. You always got to sprinkle in a random third. It was Marvin or Curtis. It's I think Curtis' dad might have shot him, and he's in a wheelchair. I feel like. Don't quote me. But nah. Marvin Gaye's father. Marvin Gaye's father killed, father killed him. him. Yeah, father was a priest, a preacher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. She'll tell me, you know, I brought you in this world, and I'll take you out, and then you like pause for like five minutes. And then she'll just like this awkward silence. And then she goes, you know, Marvin Gaye's father killed him. And you go, huh? And she'll just go, mm, you ain't even made sexual healing. You ain't no legend. <laughs> Nobody even gonna miss you. You go, wait, you really thinking about this, aren't you? For real. So long story short, anyway. Don't be alone in the room with her no more. That's what going I'm Going to, to Starbucks. <laughs> and I'm driving. Now, as I'm driving, one is she keeps talking about traffic. And I go, mom, seriously. I've been living in New York for 10 years. There is no traffic. Cut it out. The other thing is, as I'm driving, I'm kind of one hand on the wheel and I'm sipping my coffee. Mm -hmm. At some point, she says to me, you seem more concerned with drinking coffee than you do driving. And I'm like, yo, she is the backseat driver from hell. Now, mind y'all, if y'all listening to me, you know, obviously we do stand-up comedy or whatever. But today, yeah, I've been a cabbie in New York City entire for life. 10, years, so, <laughs> 10 years. So I drink coffee as I drive, and it, it, it's fine. 
No, sir. Get your hands on 93, Phil. Yeah. She goes into mommy mode and just is like, what are you doing? You seem more concerned with drinking coffee. Do you do driving? So at some point, bro, I don't even know where, she reaches across the car and takes the coffee out of the cup holder and takes it and puts it on her side of the car. Like, you know how in the door panel, there's like that little slot for... She took your she coffee? puts it over there, bro. Why? I'm about to lose my shit. Why'd she take your coffee? Because she's my mom. <laughs> <laughs> no other reason. But Does she let, need another reason? Let's, let's, let's dissect this a little bit. If, if you're going to... Something bad's going to happen when you driving the car... It probably happened you looking at your phone. Now, if you had your phone in your hand, I can understand. If you're reading a magazine or you're just looking out the window to the left or something. But if you're drinking a <laughs> cup of coffee, you don't have to take your eyes off the road to do that. You just lift a cup to your mouth and Listen, drink. Listen, bruh. 10 years of professional driving in New York. That's not enough. Not for us. just like... But again, you know, mommy is all... You're always her child. So I think... What moms try to do at some point is like establish this dominance. Yeah, 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 of yeah. Like, let yeah. me remind you who I am in yeah. relation to you. I know you've been in out in the world yeah. paying bills and living on your own, but but now nah, this is here with this me my property for yeah. this weekend. And guess what? Let me remind you. I'm coming out of retirement, dude. It took every bone in my body not to pull the car over. <laughs> you know, if it was an Uber, I just canceled the trip. <laughs> But you can't do that for mom. You can't cancel your mom. That's funny. My mom did that to me once too. I had my no more than once, but I, I remember I had my my girl over my room. I was my mom was there, my sisters, me and my girl went in my room to watch a movie, and my mother and my sisters were being loud, so I didn't close the door. I just shut it a little bit. So in your own house? Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. So we could we could hear. No, no, no. This is this is no. This is my mother's. Oh, room. you were at mom's house. Yeah, but you know. We trying to watch a movie. They out there talking, so I shut the door a little bit. I don't close it. I just shut it so their noise don't come through. Yeah. Here she come. Hi, excuse me. Is everything okay in here? I'm like, yeah, we're just watching Spider Man or whatever it is. She's like, oh, okay. Uh, okay, no problem. I see you. And she walks. She don't say nothing. So I get up and I close the door again. I don't close it all the way. I just uh-huh. shut it so we can hear the movie. Not making no move. Not doing nothing. <laughs> I already know it is. Here she come again. Hi, uh, everything all right here? I'm like, yeah, we're just watching. What's the problem? Oh, well, I would just, you know, I know you're in here with your girlfriend and everything, but I would just prefer that the door stay open. It just, I'm more comfortable. And I'm like, black people don't really do boundaries. Black mom don't play that. I said, I remember my mom telling me one time because I got mad, stormed back to the room, closed the door. She comes, open the door, go, Oh, nah, you can take your ass outside. There's plenty of open doors outside. <laughs> you can go live in the streets where all the doors is open, which still doesn't make, yeah, any, doesn't sense. make any sense. Yeah. But you go, all right, mom, doors open. It's, it's a thing. Yeah, it's a and, thing. And don't forget the classic, uh, you know, after they whoop you, I give your ass something to cry about and you want to go, but you just, what did you just do? That's right. Like, you just choked me, then you asked me why I'm crying. I ain't hitched that bad. I get something to cry about, but it's funny because, like, she did that. She was real passive-aggressive. She's like, oh, I just feel more comfortable, you know. <laughs> I, and then she's like, I was 26 once, too. And I'm like, what, why are you? What does that What does that have to do with anything? Are you trying to tell me you was doing this, whatever you think I'm doing at 26? My well, mom was think, out there. I think at a certain point, 
moms are just used to being in control. Yeah. And even my father, like I used to think for years that my father was a punk. But now as I get older, I understand my dad let it be her way because he didn't feel like having the argument. Yeah, it just it didn't make any sense. So I was just like, why are you doing this, man? Like, you think I'd be trying to do something with my girlfriend with you home? Like I tell you, uh, this quick, you know, a little story about cabin or whatever. But one time, I had this, uh, and you know, this is in relation because these are women that you know, with your mother is just like a sensitivity. My father would never take my coffee from me at all. He'd just be like, "Hey, boy, you watch what you're doing. All right, whatever. You want some more? <laughs> I you know, put the radio like, on. You know, he's not. But she, so." Quick caddy story is I was I picked up this, this this I'll say this Asian couple in Times Square, right? The reason I'm telling you they're Asian is because it's important that it's like these things happen all over the world. Mm-hmm. Like the male female relationship is still the same as in America, right? So long story short, the kids were like, "Hey, can we take one more picture in Times Square?" Mm-hmm. So the father, of course, winds up taking the picture that you go down. Man, don't even get to be in his own picture. So he's nope. taking a picture of the mother, the two kids, take a nice picture in Times Square, they get in the cab or whatever. And as we're pulling off, the woman looks over at him in like the sweetest way and says, The kids had so much fun here in New York. We have to come again. Right? Mm-hmm. In the middle, there's this awkward silence. And like I felt it as a man. Mm-hmm. And right as I'm feeling this awkward silence, he goes, and when we come back, who's paying for this? <laughs> <laughs> I told my brother, I drove him from Times Square all the way to LaGuardia. <laughs> silence. Because <laughs> you know you go there in your relationship of like, there's letting her say things and understanding this will create Either A, an argument, or should just get quiet, which is the same. Yeah, no, arguments And then, you know, as soon as, you know, the next person gets out of sight and she's alone with you, she's going to have Yeah, that you have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was funny because I could hear, like, the gears turning in his head. Yeah. And then even, only I noticed of, like, he's not even in that picture y'all took. No. I almost said to him, hey, you want me to, you know, you get in there and I'll take the picture. Because you go, yeah, it's yeah. Family trip. Family trip. <laughs> but yeah, I, in, the, in the silence, yeah. I knew exactly F- what he was fellas, saying. Fellas listening to the show right now, if you ever say something and your woman gets quiet, just know that there's an argument loading and she's just trying to make oh, sure she's loading she that clip up. points together. And the clip up and in the gap. In the, in the as soon as y'all get along. Light you up. Because I'm in the car, obviously, <laughs> so she didn't want to have that mm-hmm. conversation. Click, click. So that's how you talk to me. Bang. I thought I was your Bang. Huh? That's how you talk to your mother. Bang. Why would you say that? Bang. Uh-huh. Six, seven clips. So, Unload. Britney Spears is saying what she's oh, saying. God. You know, women, they get on name. They, they, you know, the emotions come into place. So, yeah, but it was hilarious because, like I said, I, I knew as a woman who's taking a woman on vacation or as a man who's taking a woman on vacation before of like, She's suggesting a bunch of shit that she ain't finna pay for. No. <laughs> you know, he, he you did that shit up. in front of the kids. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, as a man, there's the two buttons you can hit. And one of them is, you know, violence and chaos. And the other is like, yes, peace. Peace. Quiet, yeah. And I saw him reaching for that violence and chaos button. And he just went ahead and said it. Uh, okay. And when we, and when we come back and I like that he posed it as a question. 
And when we come back, who's paying for that? <laughs> I said she had this poor man in New York paying for shit all everything, weekend. Everything, everything. She didn't pay for nothing. <laughs> and then you start to understand your father because my mother and my father got five kids, right? Right. Life for me as a 30-something-year-old male is expensive in New York City. So you go, damn. He was paying for time five. So then you start to understand, you know, my father was more like uh, Terry Crews on uh, Everybody Hates Chris. Mm-hmm. You know, we go to White Castles and, you know, three of us, I want cheeseburger. We got cheese at home. Yeah, give us 10 hamburgers. That's right. Save your money, yeah. If you want cheese, I need, you go, I need it's two, five cents. I need $2.50 worth of uh, cheese to go it's on top of these five cents, but if you times it by five. It's 15. Times 10, times whatever. It's 20, 25. That should start to add up. Because you go, five is five cents. <laughs> That's hilarious. So you start to understand that, you know, your father had to be that person sometimes to go, we're not doing cheese. Yeah, I, I always tell my son no. My mother thinks I'm mean, but I'm like, you never told me yes for a lot of things, and I'm telling him no, and I'm a mean person. You're being too mean to him. How come y'all don't give him what he wants? I'm like, I didn't get what I wanted. I don't remember this good life that you're talking about we had. We struggled. Well, you told us no a lot. It's coming out of your pocket, and you know, it's yes, like, whatever. Whatever, but then it's like my man had to say of, and when we come back, who's paying for that? <laughs> Wow! Being a cabbie, I get to hear a lot of people's little arguments. Like, okay, I give you one more. Give me one more. Happened. This was this weekend or last week, and a couple. One of them is the woman is kind of explaining as they get in, and they got a small child. She goes something, something. You know, breastfeeding it makes me weak. So you know, I'll feed him. Maybe before he goes to bed. So silence. Awkward, same awkward silence mm-hmm. that the other man gave of like he was the gears looking are at his he was looking at his control panel the there. He was going, should I hit the chaos and violence button or mm-hmm. should I push the peace button and just let that be? Because she kind of laid down the law. She went, It makes my body weak, it hurts. You know, it's me, it's my body, I have to feed him. So I feed him when I want him. Mm. And it was like this level of silence. And I said, oh, shit. Because I seen him reaching for it. I seen it. You know, the hamster wheel yeah, yeah, on the, yeah, in, yeah, in, yeah. in the brain yes. that they use sometimes. I seen it slow down. And I was like, oh, Don't do shit. it. Don't do it. For that violence button, he chose violence. He goes, awkward silence. He goes, well, not for nothing. As his father, when I see him, my son getting weak. I know he needs to be fed. So that's where I'm speaking from. I'm speaking from the perspective of his father. So I should have a say in this because I'm his father. Man, she hit him back with like, yo. She's silent for a moment. She hits him back with, you know, it's my body. And just, I'm trying to tell you, because you're not a woman. And you know, when they hit that button, you probably just better agree. Yeah. He said something else. I seen her reach for violence and chaos. But you know, when women reach for violence and chaos, it's different. Yeah, yeah. There's tears. You don't agree with me? Ah! Tears started. How did you say that to me? The tears started coming. And she said, just sometimes it makes me nauseous and my fucking head hurts. And 
you don't understand because you're a man and I have to feed him and it's my body. And I almost wanted to pull over and go, hey, sir, she's right. Because you go, I don't want to hear this shit. She crying, your baby crying. Yeah, I know. So I seen him push the other button of like, peace. He hugged her and just was like, I'm sorry. And I was like, you lost this one. Too, L. yeah. L. Yeah, wow. <laughs> when she hit the, as a woman, you just got to, hey, you lost, homie. Yeah, we have, so I got a ton of stories like yeah, that. When man, Britney like... Spears hit the, as your mother, yeah. <laughs> you carried me for nine months. We, we about to do this again. Yeah, yeah. Because my mom does it. It's, it could be the smallest thing I agree with my dad on. It could be, you want orange soda or grape soda? And if my dad kind of looks at the grape and nods and I go, grape, should wait till he walks off. You know he didn't want you, right? He was going to drop me off at the clinic, but I said, no. Nah. We was in the car. We was in front of the clinic. All I had to do was go in. He made me an appointment. Just, you go, Mom, just, are you really telling me my just dad turn wanted the, me aborted? Just turning the knob up on the... Over on the some grape yeah. soda? Yeah. <laughs> nah, I just... I rem- it's not easy being a guy, at least in that sense. Like, I remember when my wife was pregnant. Like, the doctor said to us that she was, like, borderline diabetic. So she can't be eating like candies and sweets. And you know, the pregnant woman, that's all they want to eat is candies yeah, and sweets. Ooh, that's tough. So one of her coworkers at the time had given her this gigantic box of Whoppers. And those of you who don't know what a Whopper is, I'm not talking about the delicious flame boiled sandwich from Burger King. <laughs> a box of Whoppers. No, I'm that's talking about, so that'd be a lot of <laughs> Whoppers. A lot of hamburgers. A lot that's of hamburger like, meat. Uh, I think these are bad after yeah. a day or so. Now, nah, it's the chocolate malt balls. Oh, that okay. They have these little chocolate malt, chocolate covered balls. And she loved them at the time. She's a big box. And I'm looking at this box like, now you know you're not supposed to have that, right? She's like, yeah, but I want it. I said, yeah, but the doctor said that's not good for you. She's like, but I want it. So, man, I took that box from her and I dumped it out. And I made oh, sure no. I opened the box up and, and poured it in cans because she would have gone in the can and taken the box out. So I dumped them all individually. You definitely chose violence, the... sir. I don't know if you yep. should be telling this story. Nah, it's all right. It's behind us now. You know, oh, we reconciled. No. But, bro, she started crying. And I mean crying. Yeah, bro, you and I'm no. like, why are you crying? The doctor said, don't be mad at me. Be mad at the doctor. Doctor said, you borderline diabetic for pregnancy. You cannot be eating this. You risking my son. Son. Next thing I know, I hear her on the phone with her mother. Ten minutes Uh-oh. later, I get a phone call. Uh, hey, hey, what's up, my mother-in-law? What's going on over there? She's crying. She's upset. What are Uh-oh. you talking about? What did you do? And I told her, I said, like, no, don't do that. I'm like, well, wait, I'm the bad guy? Yeah. Ten minutes later, I get a call from my mother. Kevin, Avery, what's going on over there? Why is she crying? I'm like, you called my mother? <laughs> Both moms called you like, yo, son, you tripping. But you know, bro, I even to, I even call fair. I call my homeboy. Only they know what it's like to be pregnant. So as soon as they pull that car, bro, you really just gotta give it to them. I called my homeboy and I told him what happened. He was like, "Yeah, you should have thrown those away. You should have." Yeah, he was wild, bro. I'm just doing what and the doctor if told I'm me. Being real for someone who kind of resembles a whopper. Oh my god, the candy. Here we go. Like you, you risked your whole life because she might have just. I mean, I want to say swallowed you, but pause. Bro, if I threw but, the whoppers out there, she should have. She should have. Your head off your body and just chocolate malt balls. That's funny you say that because normally I get milk dud, but I'll take the I'll take the whopper. <laughs> all sorts of chocolate, all the candies. all the chocolate candies. But yeah, man, that, I chose that, violence. The thing but, I know is you don't you don't play with that. You 
don't play with a pregnant woman's food, bro. But how come? How come? But let me ask you this. Let me ask you this question, Phil. I recognize what I did, but my okay. why she didn't get mad at the doctor when the doctor said no candy? Because she like shit. He's just in front of me right now. He ain't gonna be with me when them cravings hit. She go, you the messenger. You know, so don't kill the messenger. She didn't kill the messenger, but she'll kill the fool who stand in front of her. I took the L. You stood in front of her, so yeah. I thought I was doing the right thing, and everyone was like, yeah, no, no, just... The moms got on a conference call on your ass. Yeah, sure did, sure did. And your mother was like, and and your face looks dry. (laughs) (laughs) This Britney Spears. How did you know? Worried about the moisturization of them kids. Man, uh, to, to hell with everything else you're talking about. Y'all been with your daddy this weekend with no lotion? Your face dry. <laughs> Hilarious. I, I do remember thinking my, uh, you know, my mother obviously was more on the homework and on the disciplinary side because she would let you know, you know, my father was military, worked a lot, whatever. But if she ever had to communicate anything to him, you knew like yeah, he was in trouble. Trouble, trouble. What's this your mother telling me? Oh, right, hey, ooh, ooh, mom, like don't tell Monday, that. You know, seven out of ten things didn't even make it to him. The mother three, but anyway. So due to that, you kind of had this view of your mom as like, ugh. Whereas with your dad, you like this motherfucker don't care what I do, really. And it's like, no, he's just not having to talk to the teacher when you mess up. Right. She's talking to the teacher. Mm -hmm. So it's less of a concern for him. So long story short, I remember my mother flew to, um, she flew back home from, we lived in Valdosta, Georgia. Valdosta. Good old Moody Air Force Base. Shouts out to everybody down there. Um, She flew back to Indianapolis for a funeral of a friend. So she went alone. So we all were like, yo, freedom. <laughs> Four straight days without mama. Freedom. Hell yeah. Ain't nobody going to tell me to do no homework. Ain't nobody really finna be looking at this and looking at that. And You can't wear that. It ain't clean. I don't care if it's clean. I'm 10. Anyway, Mm-mm. long story short, boy, I remember, you know, they sent a note home because I, I had stayed up too late. I don't think I was watching BET Uncut. <laughs> what that thing smelled like? falling asleep in class. So the teacher sent a note home. This is all while mama gone. My dad fried this chicken. Now, mama used to handle dinner. I mean, mm-hmm. She was good at it. My dad fried this chicken. Yeah. <laughs> it looked so good on the outside. Mm-hmm. We bit into that shit. Blood came out. I remember it was like the second night. And by the second night, we were all like, when does mom get mad? So this nigga like, what, what y'all mean is blood coming out? <laughs> yeah. Yo, you don't know how to fry chicken. You got to fry it all the way through. Yeah, yeah. You know, you can't, you know. Yeah, the outside of it's done, but oh, the inside is not. Oh, so yeah, we all biting in this chicken. And it's like, dad, you usually cook on the grill. Just cook on the grill. That's your thing. Open fire, caveman style. But do not try to come in this kitchen. Wait, so what happened with the note? You you said the teacher said you're home with a note. He's just like, what, 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 you not going to sleep? And it's like, nigga, if you don't make me, no. <laughs> not going to sleep. Wait, so he was going to beat you for not going to sleep? Too much in this room to do. Hey, you better, no. you better go to sleep at night. Don't make me come in there and put you to sleep because no. you won't wake up. You better. Like I said, she would come by and kind of, yo, your TV's still on? If I have to unplug it, you ain't getting it back for a week. Mm. So you would all right, unplug it. Yeah. 1 a.m. But. Yeah, for those of you listening, back in those times, there wasn't Instagram or a cell phone or a smartphone to fall back on. Once that TV's unplugged, that was it. That was it. 
And when nothing else to do, you just look outside at the sky. Yeah, man, BET Uncut. It's 30 minutes from coming on. I'm going to ruin this shit. What, what's your favorite BET Uncut song? It's... Ties. It's a three-way tie, right? Mm-hmm. If I had to pick the favorite BET Uncut Jams. So one is obviously what that thing smelled like. Mm-hmm. It was The video was graphic. Mm-hmm. At the time, you know, it wasn't like I was seeing a whole lot of cheeks as a young boy. And they actually shot that video, Black Jesus, What That Thing Smelled Like, for those of you who got the Googles. Yeah, go they look actually it up. shot that video right around the corner from where I live in Indianapolis at this club called Mecca. I wasn't old enough to go, but my brother would tell me, y'all, I know this chick who was in that video, and I'd be like, oh, I want to be her. Like, anyway, so there's that one. All right. The best mainstream song that comes from it was Nelly's video. Tip Drill. Which Tip Drill, which he swiped the card. Mm-hmm, right down the girl booty. Yep. And then, you know, years later, and this is one of the things that pisses me off about feminism. Years later, he was looking for a blood donor to match his sister mm-hmm. who had sickle cell. Right. He was looking for a blood donor to match her blood and the women at Spellman wouldn't let him come on the campus. Yeah, because it was a And he goes, yo, these are stripper, these are grown women that we paid. Yeah. This is what they do. Yeah, but you're no, I'm you're objectifying them, and it's not right. And it's just you paid them. And that's the thing it? that sometimes it's like women don't get that you know objectification is a two way street. That it's like I can objectify you by talking about your body and what I'd like to do to it without your consent. And it does always come off as a little grotesque or whatever that it's like. Obviously, we as guys do it, but it's like, keep that off camera. Right. You don't want to have that on your social media. like Because it just, to me, it just looks distasteful. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you really could just say she's beautiful and we would all get it. And keep it moving. Right. Like, but the other side that I think a lot of women don't get of objectification is when they go... Oh, and start telling women, other women what they should be doing with their bodies. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, you know, she shouldn't be in this video. And it's offensive that he slide a credit card down her, crack her ass. And you go, she was smiling. Yeah. It's probably the highlight of her life. That's on her reel. She probably got it posted on, you know, when you come in her house, like a big banner. <laughs> it's like a frozen, <laughs> it's like a screen grab of it so in, in the like, frame. Oh, that was my moment right there. Yeah, I had never headlined the video before. That's the most money I've ever made. And that's the thing that it's like, do you know what a stripper really goes to? That it's like, you know, them nights in the club only making $75, $60. Bro, she probably went on tour doing yeah, that. Hey, this, do is, a this is a video. This is Nelly's ATM right and here. And get paid 20 k and for the whole world to see it, you know. And they played that song every time BET Uncut, every single time. Yeah, that it's like, you can't decide. You know how that girl feels. Anyway, that was a great video too. What's your but third, what's your third one, one? The number one song, because that was number two. Tip Drill Nelly. Because there wasn't a lot of mainstream rappers on there. No. He, that was like the first one. That and Ludacris Pussy Pop. Mm-hmm. So anyway, the greatest one and the one that stays with us. The Mighty Casey. What girls? Because <laughs> he actually has this bar in there where he says, "I used to like Mariah till I found out she was mixed." White girls, and it wasn't these new white girls that are surgically enhanced. No, it was just these some Kardashians basic, yeah. or whatever else with the ass injections that they're shaped like black girls, but they're white girls. This was like 
Karen and Kate. Mm-hmm. Mom and jeans. Ashley and like Sarah. And they're like, yeah, mom jeans that, you know, for those of you with the Googles, if you don't remember the classic. Remember, uh, they used it as the theme song to uh, White Chicks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. White <laughs> girls, Terry yeah. Terry Crews was hilarious in there because he's like, I've been deceived. You mean you're not white? It's like, uh, he's also a guy who's black. Like, that doesn't concern you. <laughs> you mean you're not white? <laughs> oh, the deception. <laughs> and you go, Terry, are you okay? Well, yeah, White Chicks. It was the theme song to yeah. White Chicks. So Mighty Casey. That, I that is say. the Mighty Casey. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Um, so you named a couple of good ones I like, but I also had um they had um they used to play the Jackie O one. Okay, uh, yeah, Jackie O. That real good. <laughs> and she had all the strippers in there too, like a lot of the, the Miami um ones. There was a song called Time for Freaking. Which okay. that was another one that was like shot on like the home video mm-hmm. camera, you know the girls go wild type thing. They had them girls on that bus and it's you know and that one and then there was um, shaking like a pit bull. Um, I think his name was Deezy. Yeah, it's hard to remember the names. Deezy, somebody, but one of I the mean names I remember was Joker, the Bell Bondsman. Let me see your ass drop. Yes, <laughs> he was, he was from. Uh, let me see your ass Alaska. And like I said, that really was a platform of like, all right, well, Rap City, you know, Joker the Bell Bonds, the mainstream stuff. And then these guys were like, well, the only way to get noticed really is to have the craziest, most X-rated video. So, and then you started seeing like once they started getting noticed for it, like I said, the big name Nelly. Mm-hmm, Oh, I can make a video on a strip club too. And you go, oh shit! Now, now, mind you, this is during the prime of my life, so, yeah. or you know, puberty. So, bro, this I'm is thirteen, fourteen. So, this is all the ads I've ever seen because well, I've ne- never been in a strip club. This is also like during the time where there wasn't as much censorship. That late at night, you could play. You well, know also saying? wasn't a lot of internet porn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it really like, wasn't. Why would you look at that? Because you could always just watch, you know, internet porn. They had some. I'm looking this up. Oh, oh, oh! We forgot. How could I forget? Lap dance, Neptune's. Okay. Oh my God! I oh, love. Okay. I love that yeah. song. But the yeah. video was crazy. Like yeah. that other yeah. video. Down, 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 down. That was a crazy. But them. Oh man. That was. Uh, you know. That was. What's the word I want to say? That was pretty. Um. What's the word? I'm um, and it was almost a step down as far as it being X-rated because it also got played in the day. Edited. It did. It did. They played the edited one, but man. I used to look forward. Like, okay, I just watch it, it every too. time. Uh, who are some other ones that we forgot here? I'm just looking them up now. Got Little Flip, Use a Trick. Yeah, BT um, was so good when it was in DC. Yeah. And it was, yeah, you know, one of Wax. Park, all that stuff, Rap City. Wax a million, no they, panties on. Which they've been saying they're bringing back. Oh, that song, I, every now and then on Twitter, will come around. They got no panties on on the dance floor because it's funny. Yeah. You just see it and you go, Okay, and what else? Oh, that's what you say the whole song? Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, man. It's that so- was the time. Y'all missed out, man. Y'all missed out. If you wasn't born, then y'all missed out because there was so many things and they try to recreate them now and it's not the same energy. Like, now you just kind of like, ah, whatever. Yeah, I seen them a few years ago kind of say they were bringing it back. Then I seen them say Rap City was coming back now, which everyone just went, these niggas cannot freestyle. And they're going to be like, is this microphone auto-tune? Like, it's gonna be so different. Yeah, it's not. It's not the same. But uh, 
What else is going on? You know what I tell you? I got back in the gym. Nah, Start working out, man. Two days a week for right now, and I'm sore as hell, so... Two days a week? Yeah. That's good. For right now, and everything else I'm doing, the diet, but I'm sore, man. Like, I, I can't really move. My knee is popping. My legs are fucking hurting. I, I really feel like my age now, which is crazy. Yeah. I, if you don't, like, think in your head that you're the age you are, and then you go do something you used to do... And then your, how your body reacts to it is just that just lets you know that you you know how old. I take a day off in between going to the gym. I try to go every other day, but sometimes it winds up being two. But yes, you definitely feel it a little more. I'm 36 now. It's yeah. Like, ah shit. Like I I can go to the gym, but then I can't act like my body doesn't know I went to the gym at all. Now nah, your body day, knows, and it lets you know. Day, bro. My body is like, hey. We're going to sleep about two hours longer. <laughs> yeah, you ever, you're going to feel it as you turn over. Yeah, sat down and then tried to get up. And then you have to be like, one, the baby. Two, <laughs> but they take like two or three nah, like rocks. I ain't quite there yet. Like, but that's how sore I was. I was sitting on the couch and I'm like, oh my God. When like, I go wait. home, I definitely got some aunties that, you know, when we had a cookout, they'd be getting them white chairs that nobody trusts. Yeah. Those lawn chairs that are like... Just a staple. Fall right through in the back, right? Yeah, but they definitely do the rock. That they go uh, one and two and, uh, and uh, get the momentum. Get the momentum. I can hear the knees and bones and shit creaking. <laughs> yeah. If you can get into the bent over position, you can get up. You know, get the head do, moving forward. Do you forward. think there's any avoiding like that? And obviously you can lessen it. Because I, I say that because I've seen a clip of uh, Miguel Nunez, who is... Oh, yeah. Joanna Joanna Man, Man yes. That's his big claim to fame there. All those years ago, but he was saying, they, there was a clip of him online, and he was saying how old he was, and he was like, I'm 67, and you go, wow, mm-hmm. and I mean, he looks good, you know, he's young, his skin looks good, and he, he then goes, you know, I still work out every day, I've been drinking my water, you know, my dick still gets hard, you go, whoa, 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 we didn't need too that much, last too part, much, homie, too much, too much, too much, you know what's interesting about him is uh, he played a woman or wanted a woman in a lot of the movies are like a gay character. Like in life, he played the the, the gay dude that couldn't go back home. Oh, Jangalang, Jangalang. Yeah. And okay. then he played Juana Man, a whole movie dressing up, doing the Tyler Perry yeah. thing. And then a bunch of other smaller parts where he was pretending to be. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? I mean, the job is acting. So... <laughs> And, you know, I judge those, I judge the guys who, you know, get on Instagram and do it because I go, no one's paying you. It's, to me, it's one thing, it's one thing when you, when there's a script and you're playing a part for the larger picture. Mm-hmm. Meaning like, you know, you got all these moving parts of, you know, Martin played Big Mama. Yeah. Which, you know, we as black actors or comedians or whatever, we like to, you know, especially in our community, judge anybody who ever put on a dress. There's, for those of you listening, there's a larger conversation about black men putting on dresses that it's like, no one really ever brings up Martin. And it's like, you know, he played, um, he played Shanae. Shanae, yeah. He played, played his mother. His mother, mm-hmm. Miss Payne. Then you got Big Mama's House, an entire series that it's like, you know, I think the conversation we got to have is, is is multifaceted or, you know, there's many parts to it that it's like, okay, well, to me, if you play, you know, like I said, on Instagram for free, mm-hmm. if every day you're putting on a wig and a dress, that does get kind of weird to me. What, what's but, there's one guy that does that too. But if you're in a movie and someone's paying you, 
yeah. 500,000 to play a woman, that's different. then that's different. Because it's like Robin Williams played Miss Doubtfire. So I think yep, 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 yep. sometimes we, you know, as black men, we get into this these conversations about, you know, and I hate it because, you know, slavery and all that stuff is always there and buck breaking and all that stuff that it's like, how long does that have to affect us as actors? Yeah. That, you know, Marlon and Sean, you know, when they White would, you know, bug their eyes and slap each other in the head, it got played as, a, you know, they're cooning. And you go, you know, again, Jim Carrey does the same yeah, thing. Yeah, the mask. And he's no a, one says he's cooning. So, Rubber face. Same thing for Robin Williams. Like I said, Miss Doubtfire that you go, you know, no one actually accused him of being gay or, you know, questioned his sexuality. Well, I just only brought it up because it seemed like that's the only roles. Like, a lot of the roles he's known for, he's cross-dressed. I just, it just was observation. Well, like I'm saying, if it's in a movie and you're a part of a larger picture, then I don't see that as very much being weird. But like I said, mm. to me, if you, you know, every day dressed like a woman to sit in front of a camera on Instagram, to me, that is, that is does become a little bit yeah. like, ah... Is there something you want to tell us? We're not judging. Well, just, who's, who's the dude who dresses up like a girl with the green wig uh, and the green lipstick? Uh, I think it's KKK way, something, something like, like that. that. I don't know what that's and about. There have been articles because, you know, it, as it breaks down and once you get to the woke side of it or the deeper side of it, you go, you know, some of you black men are making more money to play black women than black women. And it's like, just let them. Oh, yeah. No, you, I just got to blame it on Like Quake. how SNL had. Blame it on K-Way. Quake, K-Way, K-Way. K-Way, K-way whatever. Yeah, yeah. That that I go, okay, that's a little strange, dog. Every day, you sit down and put on this makeup and wig. And and it's all ghetto black women. That yeah. you go, no why lawyers, are you so loud? No teachers. Why? Yeah. There's no, it doesn't give them any... Um, Credit for yeah. being sophisticated individuals. Yeah. Now, the weird thing about it to me then, too, is that most of the audiences are black women. That you go, you're not insulted by this? No, they think it's great. You know, he's yelling into the phone, cussing people out. I do that, too, sometimes. It's like, do you? Do you? Yeah, it's, it's interesting oh. to me. But like I said, yeah, you know, I, I, I try to judge. Obviously, like I said, those that are in movies a little less that it's like, well, this is a, you know, a part of a larger thing. There's a yeah. plot, you know, in the movie Juana Man, which is kind of a hood classic. Yeah, yeah. You're trying to make like, couldn't make the NBA. So. No, he gets suspended from the NBA. And then, and oh, you remember the exact? Yeah, that's exactly. the plot. He gets suspended from the NBA. You know, he wiles out or whatever, and they suspend him. So then his agent goes, well. You don't necessarily have to stop playing basketball. I got an idea. And then that's the whole thing. That's a 90s movie for you. Yeah, simple plot. No Twitter to over critique it. Yeah. There's so many movies like that. It's like how people want to make fun of blackface or act like it's so bad, but you go... Tropic Thunder, that yeah, right. Jr., which again that came out in the two thousands. That that that's which again, if you're gonna put a bunch of black paint on your face every day and sit down on Instagram, that's insulting. But if it's a movie mm-hmm. and like you're trying to escape from a prison and you paint your face, Richard Pryor and uh, what's my guy, the Gene, Wilder? Gene Wilder, in what movie was that? Can't see, uh, mm-hmm. see no evil, hear no evil. Uh, nah, it's another one, but it's classic scene. Remember when Richard Pryor tells him, walking, what you doing? And he goes, I'm getting bad. 
we're going to go to jail. You better get bad, too. And he's got his face painted. But it's like, it's fucking funny. Yeah. You're so busy laughing, you ain't even thinking about, you know, yeah. the fact that he's a black guy yeah. or a white guy Trying with to be black, black face yeah. paint on. And, you know, like I said again, a part of a larger plot, yes. But the whole movie, you go, all right, this is fucking ridiculous. Because there's another movie... And you would probably think they got the idea for it from that scene because it's just a white guy painted black and it's like an entire movie. And you go, that was a 20 second clip. Yeah, they, they part of a classic funny movie some, with some screenwriters Richard Pryor and Gene Wilder. But then when you see an hour, you go, all right, that's a that's, the, that's the joke. Like, am joke? I stupid? Like, how long can you get away with this joke? That's the same joke over and over for a whole movie. And then even in, um, you know... Oh, he's looking it up. Go no, ahead. even in recently in 2019, there was this movie, LaQuisha. That it was like... Oh, yes. I did, that I it was it. just like, was like yeah, yeah, you just cringe. And, and, you, and you know it's made up because the, the, here's the plot to this so, movie. No, wait, Let me read the oh, plot. You want to read the plot? Go ahead. When Joe, a white radio host, comma, finds out that he needs to pay for his son's education, he pretends to be a black woman to increase his ratings. As his show becomes more popular, it becomes increasingly difficult to keep his identity a secret. Which you go, was there anyone black in the room when you made this? Nope, probably you not. Go, since when have black women made more money on the radio you know what? than white men? We could find out if you want to look no, no, up no, who no. wrote just it. Cut it out. Just I understand. I we, just, we can just go by what we know. Now you, you got me who, curious. Who's now. famous for radio shows? Rush Limbaugh. Who else is famous for radio? You know, the, the Bill Maher types. And I'm not saying that there aren't black women in radio. Right. But it's a very specific type of radio. You know, Angie Martinez, Angela Yee. Give me some names. Uh, Just off the top Ms. of your Miss Info, Miss Jones. But there's a very specific, you gotta be talking about hip hop. Yeah, these yeah. fools be on there, you know, talking about politics every day, which really just slamming black people every day. You know, what's his name? Uh, when I just say Rush Limbaugh, that you know was, uh, and then uh, what's the other fuck? Bill O'Reilly, Don Imus, type guys, Don Imus. Yeah, that you go. It's not really unless you talking about some rap. Are they even going to really be listening to you? So, like I said, I think it's funny. That he's like, how can I make more money being a black woman? It's like, pull up the statistics. Black women don't make more money than people. What the fuck are you even talking about? And like I said, in 2019, mm -hmm. you couldn't believe that he got this it, movie it, made. You know what's crazy is the, the controversy is what made people want to go see it. Now they talk about it. You know how they say any press is, is good press? Yeah. I think they were banking on that and, you know, the controversy to get people to... um. You know, come out and watch it. Um, <laughs> Look, so <laughs> on IMDb, they got a one point six. It's that bad. It's, you go, I can't believe I mean, this. you could say at least if it was funny, you could be like, well, at least it was funny. But it's not even funny. It's just the same running joke all over. Well, that's why I said as a small part in the film, and you know, going back to how we started this conversation of you know a man in a dress. Yeah, that's funny. It's a small part of the movie, but like I said, the whole Instagram and then the whole movie that it's like. No, we're not I, doing this. I've never seen that movie, and I can almost guarantee you at some point a bill collector calls, and he has to, he's talking, they're not listening, he has to go get LaQuisha, and then mm -hmm. she's like, who are you talking 
talking to, it's like, oh, God, all right. But that's what I'm saying. And then even when, you know, this was around the time that everybody got a hold of calling white women Karens. Uh, so then when Karen goes, I mean, what if I made a name for black women? You go, you do. It's LaQuisha. LaQuisha yeah. Because I live, you know, in South Georgia where... You know, when they wanted to make fun of a black chick, they would go into fucking broom quisha over here. Oh, boy. And you go, ugh. Like, yeah, the so taste, taste came off. Yeah. But yeah, the entire plot of it being, you know, I'm a white man and to make more money, I became a black woman. It's like, you didn't hear Monique at all? Uh-uh. Monique's been fighting to get paid for like the last five years. Oh, you oh, know, boy. the plot to your movie is that. How can a white guy make more money? I know. To help his being son. A, being a black, being a black woman. woman. I'll make more that way. <laughs> you know, and Brittany Griner, you know, is playing basketball overseas to supplement her income from the WNBA, from the WNBA not making enough money. But your plot is, how can I make more money? Oh, I know. Uh, I got to be be become a black woman. Like, it's double insulting. Like... Because it's not based on reality. <laughs> it's that, I, not based on, I almost want to watch it now just no, to be able to review it. You, you won't be able to get that, that time back. You'll, you'll sit there and be like, see, this is exactly what I'm saying. And you'll hate. Like I said, you go, hate what we do. And then, of course, there's actual black women in the movie. Because God bless paid. the black actors who need a check. But but you, you got me thinking now. I want to know who wrote this movie now. Now I want to know. Now I got to do some research. Yeah, it's just. It's I, I, I'm going to go on IMDb Pro. It's funny. Now I'm to look it up now, see who wrote it. Um, oh, we're running out of time here, and I wanted to talk about what happened with Deshaun Watson, but it's... Man, we can talk about the next, next thing, man. Are you, guys, are you guys following the, the Instagram? We got a whole Instagram now for the for the show. But I don't know, though, pod, B-U-T-I-D-K-T-H-O-P-O-D. Hold on, hold on, listen. This, oh, I'm sorry. It's fuck. You're doing the promo. Yeah, I'm doing the promo, Look, man. So, no. The film... Currently has a zero percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> of course, <laughs> a zero percent rating. Like I said, bro, you go. Have you not been listening to Monique? <laughs> She's trying to get her money, man. <laughs> we talk about income inequality all the time, and like I said, you know, we could have an argument, you know, between black men and black women about who's underpaid, but it's like. We're both last, okay, yeah, yeah. as a group. What are we fighting as black people? So, like, to, 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 to write an entire movie script and no one in the room go, "Have you heard the Monique interview? Because she wants more money." Oh, Brittany Griner was playing overseas to supplement income, Sorry. and despite there being so many black women in the NBA, I bet the highest paid woman in the WNBA is a white woman. Yes, so, it is a coach. So what are we getting this? It's a coach. The um the chick, the one oh fuck's her name. She's Becky Hammond. I think she's making oh, like is it? she's making like five million dollars. Well, I was more me- meaning the oh, player? players. Okay. But still, but we, we won't even go that far because like I said, it proves the point that that poor girl has to go to Russia and play. Yeah. You know, free Britney grinder. But again, like I said, you go. Who the fuck? Who, who, who has to? <laughs> oh, I'm about to make so much money. And like I said, you go, be a black historically, yes. who gets big contracts for Ricky? Facts. So, guys. as who I was saying, it's up? B-U-T-I-D-K-T-H-O-P-O-D. Oh, but I don't know, though, pod on Instagram. And also give me and Phil a follow. We got our social media, Avery Mason Official. Instagram, uh, Twitter is uh, the Avery Mason. New TikTok and 
I believe Phil is... Uh, and I am Phil Hunt on all social media. Y'all know where to find me. Man, when we come back, we're going to read the reviews for LaQuisha. I think it's I, funny. I'm going crazy. It got a 0%. <laughs> I, I, no, I, I, I don't hear, think I've ever seen anything get I want to hear what. I want to hear what the... Right. You got to read me some of the best reviews. So I got to oh, hear what people got funny. to say. Keep it locked. We'll be right back zero after these messages. All right, welcome back to But I Don't Know, though. It's segment two. Did you did you find any of the reviews for uh, LaQuisha that you could read? Yeah, I, just, I went on Rotten Tomatoes, and, you know, I, I don't know. Certain things just piqued my curiosity. But, yeah, on Rotten Tomatoes, I mentioned earlier that the movie LaQuisha had gotten a 0% from Rotten Tomatoes, that they basically were like, why is this even on our desk? And that's what they paid to see. And I mean, obviously, no one has a desk anymore. But I mean, why? Why is this on my tablet? Would someone even email this to us? Which makes me wonder if, like, this has to be the lowest rated movie. Nah, this got to be the Room. Is supposedly the worst movie ever made. The Room. The Room. What movie is that? I couldn't even tell you. I have you seen it? No, but my boy tried to get me to watch it. I had no interest. There wasn't no black people in it, so I was like, oh, ah, he was like, I'm good. I'm good. He said, "This is the worst movie ever." And According they, to what, Rotten Tomatoes? Yeah, Rotten Tomatoes, worst movie ever. And then what's funny is about that is they made an actual movie about that movie, and that did good. And it, um, who was in there? Uh, who's the guy? Nah, it's got a 26% on Rotten Tomatoes. The Room? LaQuisha is the worst movie, of course. Is that the original or is that the one that... Um, oh, this might be a different one. This is 2003. Yeah, who's, who's the guy who played... Uh, 2003. The Green Goblin and the old Spider-Man. Uh, Franco? Yeah, Franco was in it. James Franco was in it. The Room. That, is that that one? Oh, 2019, maybe you mean. Yeah. It was a 2003 version in 2019. The 2019 is the movie about the movie. Even this, this is 17, 71%. Like I said, it's all higher rated, so I don't know, man. Oh, my no sense. I think the worst movie I ever saw was Dreamcatcher. Steven Spielberg joint. Mm. This was the bootleg DVD air, and I just watched it for like an hour before I was like, "What was it about?" I don't have a clue what's going on here. It was all so weird that it's just like, "What the hell is even going on here?" Yeah, this movie is two thousand three. Did I get it right, Spielberg? Who was it that made the Dreamcatcher? Uh, let me see, Spielberg. Did I get it right? I want to make sure I'm insulting the right person here. <laughs> I don't want to insult somebody that's not a part of this. I think the worst movie that I've ever seen is Scary Movie 3. And I, I paid for that. I went to see the uh, the pre, not the preview, the uh, the early show so you didn't have to pay as much. And I don't even think I stayed for the whole movie. It was that bad. People were walking out in the middle of the movie. That's the first movie I ever saw someone get up and walk out on. So Stephen King wrote Dreamcatcher as a book. And then they made the movie that is just like, oh, let's see what Rotten Tomatoes ranks it. Now, you said, what, Scary Movie scary 3? Scary Movie 3, that's the one, that was the one that the studio did without the Wayans You mean brothers. the funny one? Oh, okay. Yeah, it was real hokey, and you could tell the Wayans Brothers would have, I'd say, grounded it a little more. Mm -hmm. Where it was just it. crazy, like, by the end of Scary Movie, which, you know, the first two, which the Wayans Brothers made are classics. Mm -hmm. That you're like, yo, this movie had my stomach hurting. Yeah, um, but they're good at parodies though because "Don't Be a Menace." That's one, that's my favorite movie. It's probably my favorite comedy favorite movie that doesn't time. have a plot. Yeah, because it's a parody. But favorite movie all time. I'd say comedy wise, Friday is my favorite comedy that has a plot. 
Because a lot like of comedies, you could, like I said, the Wayne Brothers are just parody something. And mm-hmm. it's like, to me, that's what why Don't Be a Menace is funnier than Friday. Friday at least has a plot, so it's not fair because it's like, to compare the two is like, well, they have a storyline they're following. Yeah, nah. But when Don't Be a Menace, they just took all the hood movies. All the hood movies and put them together. Like, this is funny, and that's yeah. funny. And, then you, and by the end, you just holding your chest like, yo. His name was... This, his name was Ashtray. Man, his <laughs> name was Ashtray. There was so much shit in there that's hilarious. Like, okay, when he uh, right. <laughs> when he uh is applying for that job, yeah, <laughs> he got his, he goes sex. Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> ah, Mister Lockdog. Oh, excuse me, Lockdog. I. Reviewed your application. It says here you're into all types of uh, smoking, <laughs> fucking bitches, and drinking, and all other types of Yo, ill shit. That's right. You when kill he, you. When he gets the job as a crash dummy, and you think he's going to get out the car and be like, no more of that. He's like, hey, let's do that shit again. Yeah, yeah that was my shit. That was my shit. That was my uh, shit. Yeah, don't be a menace, man. That I think I got some so favorites. Funny. So don't be a menace, Friday. And then um, I'll go uh, some of my classics. I like uh, Blazing Saddles. To me, it's funny. That's uh, that's the uh, Mel Brooks yeah. one. Uh, it's Cleavon Little and Gene Wilder. Real funny. Yeah. And uh, Hollywood Shuffle is another one of the famous Hollywood I like to Shuffle's watch. Hollywood Shuffle's an underrated one. Obviously, don't. I'm going to get you sucker. Yeah, yeah. One. I'm going to get you sucker, yeah. Um, Jack of Spade. And you can't forget like the classic classics that like Eddie Murphy, uh, Coming oh, yeah. to America. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. All that stuff. Trading Places is a good one. Hilarious. Can't Trading do that anymore. Woo! Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, you could do it. It just has to be more tasteful. Yeah. You have to be more careful. Yeah. Say. You know, back then you could kind of say anything and there was no microscope to... If they didn't edit it out, you know, in the editing room, then it was just was as it was. Whereas now, Uh-oh. fucking Twitter gets Everything's a, a microscope. It's like I said, I, I hate that, you know, you go, well, if someone as big as Beyonce, is, if someone as big as Lizzo, no pun intended, as big as, <laughs> as, big as they are as artists, <laughs> then you have to, your silly ass, Sorry. but you have to if someone as big as them has to change yeah. based upon like Twitters and blogs, that it's like there's no hope for us. None. You know what, Phil? And I'll say, I mean, I understand where the people are coming from that say why they're offended, but I felt like there's more. To me, there's more offensive words like uh, insufficient you funds. They to, they've got to they've got to take insufficient I was funds. Say, you don't have to <laughs> no, it's a, a list listen, of words. listen. Insufficient funds has ruined more relationships than that other word. I'm telling you, because yeah, definitely. How many people your car declined or you ain't got no money? Yeah. In 2022, we need to find another way to say insufficient funds. Like it's got to be maybe my money's reserved or something like that. It's it's in holding till next week. Yeah, like we just we just you got error, here you know? embarrassing me because I ain't got the bread. Hold this offense. Yeah, um, man, that was I, I can't believe they gave someone a zero. How <laughs> that movie's that bad? Because ah, you know he as a person had to see that at some point of like they gave my movie a zero. I wasted an hour and fifty, I think thirty four minutes. It says the movie is mm-hmm. like you invested. You know how hard it is to make a movie because you've been on set and stuff. It takes time. a lot. You got writers, lighting, you all this stuff. Just wasted a whole bunch of people's time, bro. Because, like I said, the the whole premise, which we 
we just sat here and watched the trailer for those of you listening that basically in the premise he if i had to sum up you know a minute and 50 or a minute and 50 seconds worth of a trailer he literally goes i didn't get the job as a white guy i know what'll make my life better becoming a black woman and you just go word <laughs> that's the key he's got to figure it out word Becoming a black woman makes your life easier. Oh, I don't know right, about that, buddy. buddy. I'm sure, pal. As someone who knows some black women, that's not true. I think they would just. I don't think any black woman watched this. That's not true. Honey. I think the only black women who watched that movie are the ones who were in it. Probably to, you know, hate on him and fucking want to throw something at him. But like I said, you go, bro, you wasted everybody. Not just yours. Everyone, Everybody's everyone time. Everyone to get a zero. Not the ratings are everything, which it makes me wonder now. Like, Because Rotten Tomatoes, when did it kind of become the official way know. to score movies? I don't know. I think when somebody just bought it up. Because it was, it was indie, and then someone bought it, and then it became like mainstream. Oh, so that you got the big companies now being like, get at about 20% higher than that. Yeah, somehow. <laughs> I, they, they buy the votes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because um, I wonder what some of our favorite movies are scored. Like, we just said, don't be a menace, and now I'm a little... They probably, probably low because a lot of them look at it like, oh, it's, it's just childish humor, and I'm like, let me tell you something. Watching that dude knock his grandma over the table, <laughs> that never gets old. Ah, her teeth. Like, you got them teeth yeah. in your mouth. yeah. And then he oh, go, they, he they gave it a 32, which you're like, come on, bro. But but you know what I like about them is that they do always put, here's what our critics think, the tomato meter, 32%, yeah, and, the, and, the fans, and then the, the audience score, it. because that's important. That It's mm-hmm. like, bro, I'm not a film critic. I just want to watch a movie and laugh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, I think I, I think that that's a big thing in art because we as comedians, you know, a lot of comedians would be like, this special is great. And then if you ask somebody, the person will go, well, I'm not a comedian, and that shit was ass. <laughs> and vice versa. This shit yeah, that yeah, yeah. we as comedians go, that's the worst thing to ever happen to comedy. And then you ask somebody, and they go, I fucking love it. I've watched this 80 yeah, times. So. I can watch it over. I think one of my favorite parts of that movie is uh, characters is Preach. Oh, yeah, Preach. Remember? <laughs> He's like, excuse me, my my beautiful black queen. Can you do me a favor? He's like, can you tap that white girl behind you? Yeah, oh, my, my queen. Like a lovely milk of My magnesia. milk of magnesia. Oh, the yeah, devil like, broke the mold when he made you. Oh, uh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Which they kept the theme of, like, Malcolm and Muslims calling them devils. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh man, yeah, that movie. It, it's no. everything, man. I think it hits all the all the good parts. Well, like I said, yeah. I always notice, like I said, that they don't have a plot because it's just them parenting, so that they're able to be so funny because mm-hmm. it's just mocking. And then they did the same. No, they had a no. I had a plot. It was just no, no, no. no. But yeah, Ashtray was trying to move out the hood. It's that was a plot. loose plot of right. like we'll go so far over here. Ash. Like, remember, he's got the rocket. Do we have a problem? Yeah, yeah. He's entering the, the the Korean store in the hood, and the door is saying, nigga. Like, you see what I'm saying? It's so many things that it's like, if there was a true plot, yeah, these things would be, it's like, why is this here? Mm-hmm. But they just were able to go so far left and have fun. Yeah, it was funny. It was funny. What so about? Like I, said, I feel like it's not fair to grade it against other funny movies because it's like, yeah, but Friday has a plot. They have to get Big Worm his money. Yeah, before before they can't just go in the store and the door goes. Yeah. <laughs> then remember she's in the freezer. Hurry up and buy. Hurry up and buy. 
and she's in the freezer when he opens it. Hurry up and buy. I just like the video game he was playing, Rodney's Ride. Oh, <laughs> the video game. Rodney's Ride. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> See, that's what, and that's what I'm saying of like, to even grade it against any other movie is just unfair. Oh, that's why Scary Movie 3 was terrible because they, took, they, them they took them out of it. And then, you know, it's it's uh, you ever go to Boston Market where it's like, damn, this is this food is okay, and it's missing the seasoning. Yeah, and that's what they would do. They would season that. It's like they just started putting a bunch of celebrities in there. Yeah, they knew how to promote it too. Shaq was in it. Yeah, Fat Joe, reason. Master P. You're like, why is but, Shaq in Scary Movie? But, but that's how they promoted the movie. Like. I yes. remember Fat Joe's on Hot 97 talking, well, yeah, I just finished filming Scary Movie 3. is coming out. Y'all got to go mm-hmm. see it. And I'm like, oh, Fat Joe's in the movie. I ain't going to see this. And he was in one scene. So they was just missing the season again that the Wayne's brothers would season it because, you know, making fun of the black guy dying first in Scary Movie. And, you know, they parodied the hood movies in the 90s. They parodied yeah, they did the 70s the movies, movies yeah. in the 2000s. You, you know, I'm curious, what did uh, I'm Gonna Get You Sucker, what did that get on um, Rotten Tomatoes? Oh, uh, Let me see that because I'm, I'm sure. Critics... But it's a comedy's always get almost a bad rating because as films they're kind of bad, but it's like it's a comedy. This is fucking hilarious. Yeah. So I so like I said, it's difficult to even look, but for some things it's like mm, let me take a look at that. Like I said, Ruquisha or Laquisha, Laquisha. Getting, getting a zero is like <laughs> nobody liked it. Yikes! I wonder what Cisco and Ebert would have said. Yeah, that's okay. So I'm gonna get you sucker, which came out in '88. So I was two, but my mother would always watch this movie. Sixty-two percent on the tomato meter and mm-hmm. seventy on the audience score. So interesting, pretty even almost. Yeah, I, I didn't see that till when I was much older. But that that movie yeah. to me is one of my classics, man. Kung Fu Joe. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, he got to the house. Yeah, you gotta get up. The cops are coming. Oh, it's uh, it's like I'm not here. It's, oh, uh, leave a message at the. Remember the dude getting? He didn't OD. He OG. Yeah. Oh, over, over gold. Over gold. Too many. Too many gold too many chains. Gold chains. How'd he go to the bathroom with all that shit on? Oh, man, there's so much in that movie. He died from yeah, overgold. That's, that's another funny one, man. Yeah, I might go home and watch that now. Yeah, we as comedians, we got to get back to work on the funny movies. I man. agree. Because, yeah, it just ain't been enough. And like Harlem uh, Nights. Oh, classic. All these classics where you got six, seven comedians all just going It's going it. to work, man. Life, Harlem Nights, I mean... We could go on and on, but uh, we wanted to get to advice. I know you guys, uh, yeah. you like hearing our thoughts on things. Yeah, and so, we'll real quick. To advice. So the first piece of advice is. Well, what you got? If what you you're got? thinking about making a movie where you become a black woman and your whole life becomes easier, don't make that don't do shit. It. Never happened. <laughs> it's never happened. <laughs> what? Oh, man. You, you never heard of Breonna Taylor? What the fuck are you even talking about? Is there a white version of her? Nah, Shut I don't up. think so. I don't think so. Well, now, there are a few white guys who've been killed by the cops, but it's like so rare. Yeah. The numbers that to even there. name the guy, you'd have to go back you like go four years yeah. ago. They're, they're not. There they're, was a guy in Arizona that they like to bring up, and you go, I know. That was six years ago. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about in the last two months, the amount of us that have been killed on yeah. camera. Yeah. I so, can, yeah. I, I, I it's can tricky. Be- there's too many names to remember now. There's like a wall and they're running out of space. Well, like I said, this guy, the nerve of him. <laughs> well, that's that's a good piece of advice. Um, but also, just to let y'all know that me and Phil were not experts. I 
Not at all. We try to help you the best we can, but if this advice does not work, then you can't come back here and tweet at us, hey, I thought you said... No. No. Not a thing to do. We're comics. I'm an actor. Phil's a comedian. I'm a comedian. Um, we weren't trained in this. Were you, did you take a class? Nah. Maybe no you, school. Well, hold on. Wait, wait. Maybe you did a Cliff's Note or something. I you took an online course? with a Yana Van Zandt. I nope. can't help you fix your life. You can't heal what you don't reveal. And all that old bullshit. Like, I can't. I'm not none of that. I'm not a life coach. So we I'm can't not help a motivational you. speaker. In fact, I might be the opposite. What's the opposite? motivational speaker, an anti-life coach. You can't do that. Don't don't even try. <laughs> Actually, just quit. Give up on life. You're too fat. Don't even try. You know, like I can. <laughs> what are you? Debo. I need to talk to my demotivation coach. I'm feeling like I can win at life. Hey Phil, I'm feeling pretty good about myself, man. I think I can make it. You're not gonna never find love, brother. But what if I dress up nice and take get a haircut and take a shower? Will I meet someone then? <laughs> no. Just lock yourself in the house. It's not going to happen, bro. <laughs> Quit while you're ahead. So what we're trying to say is, you know. Take not, this advice yeah. with a grain or two of salt. And if you have real problems, maybe talk to a professional and stop listening to a podcast. There you go. Hey, that's Entertainment purposes. Entertainment. Like we're like Miss Cleo. You just made Alex Jones pay up. Call me now. Because Alex Jones was running his mouth. Oof. And he had to put the disclaimer at the bottom. Of like entertainment purposes. Guys, only. this is entertainment. And then it's like, nope, you said that they was at the ping pong pizza and they were uh selling children in the basement. Oh and then God. someone showed up with a gun. Too late to put the disclaimer oh there now. So we're that? putting the disclaimer there yes. before someone shows up somewhere with a gun based upon something that Jeez. we said. <sighs> and then he had to pay for four hundred million? What do you have? I thought it was forty five. Something. You might have a number right. It might have 45 million. Like and he ain't got that. He, yes. he about to claim bankruptcy. Watch. So, the price of gossip. Mm-hmm. 45. That same thing happened to the girl on YouTube who was talking about Cardi B. Yeah, Cardi Tasha Suter. K. That and, again, yeah. disclaimer, you just entertainment and mm-hmm. gossiping. Price of gossip is at an all-time high. That's right. Got to pay that money. $45 million. So we, we put in the disclaimer there before Cardi B takes us to court. Don't Nobody takes us to court. Before Alex Jones. We go to court like Alex Jones. No, they said $65 million. Oh, man. We are, wow, we are way off. So, yeah. We ain't got none of that. Or the Thursday to pay $4.1 million in compensatory now, damage. Okay, $4.1 million it looks like. <sighs> Oh, ain't never gonna see that money. Okay, jury orders Alex Jones to pay forty five. So forty five million. You yeah. were right. They'll, they'll never see that money. He don't got forty five million dollars. Mm. You, know, you know what he should do since his radio show got canceled? <laughs> to be a black woman. gonna solve everything. No, don't fix it all. He'll show up next week with a packet of money here. This is for first payment. <laughs> Where does money come from? Hey, don't worry about it. I'm a consultant now. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Life's just so easy now, is it? Because I think you and Tasha K got to pay up. <laughs> and Tasha K didn't sit there and say that, you know, one of the worst mass shootings ever to happen in history yeah, was, actually did not happen. Yeah, it was fake. That's that weird. She just said that Cardi B may or may not have an STD, which I'm on record as saying Cardi B does not have any STDs to my knowledge. Because as we just said here. We don't know what the fuck we're at talking all. About. We're not experts, and none of this is facts. Now, some of these questions this week are a little, uh, some might call superficial, but you know, we're not all about serious 
Sometimes we like to have fun here, and I feel like these questions represent that. All right, Phil? So, All right, I'm ready. The first question is, brace yourself, because I'm going to ask you what color you think this person is, and I bet you. Nah, we already know. Can I ask to stop working with my colleague because he got a dog from a breeder instead of an animal rescue? <laughs> it's a real problem here, Phil. What do you think? That's the guy be a white person. Um, well, maybe not. I don't know. I have an issue that's minor compared to some I've read, but it's big to me. One of my teammates recently got a new dog. Normally, this is great. However, he decided he to buy the dog from a breeder as he wanted one with a specific look. I frequently volunteer for a local animal rescue, which he knows. He's allowed to spend his money how he wants, but this feels like a slap in the face to a core piece of my identity. Okay. And I don't know if I can work with him after this. Would I be out of line to talk with my manager about this and potentially ask to be moved to another team? <laughs> Ma'am, because I'm going to assume this is a woman. I don't think any guy really watches another guy does. Um, if you go to your boss with this, they're probably going to fire you. This is not related to work. It ain't got nothing to do with you. As a matter of fact, she even said, you know, you went and adopted that dog and that spoke to a core piece of my identity. It sounds like it's a personal problem. What do we think about personal problems here, Phil? They're your problems. No one else's. No one else's. He spent his money on a breeder. He don't agree Whoa. with your philosophy. And, and, you know, I'm not big in the dog world of like understanding with the pets because like I said, it's hard enough just to take care of me. And I'm not really into owning things either. It's like, let them dogs be in the wild where they want to be. <laughs> bite things and depend on your floor because they're not supposed to be in a house. Anyway. At all. Um, breeders. This, this breeder versus... Versus a, you know, getting it from a kennel or a rescue. Right. Well, I would say to them, well, where did you, do you think the dogs that are in the rescue come from? Don't they come from, like, if someone mistreated them or something, a breeder, that they yeah. would take them away from them, like, you know, Tiger King or whatever that was on Netflix that, you know, he had a bunch of tigers and they well, took the tigers just, because he was mistreating them. Just so I'm saying that to say I thought rescues come from breeders. Nah, not necessarily. You know, dogs that have been abandoned, people give their dogs up. But the problem people uh, people like her have with breeders is that the conditions that the dog was raised in, like, it's basically a puppy mill okay, where yeah. they, they have dogs, they just have multiple puppies and they sell them. They don't care about the treatment of dogs. They don't give the dogs a shots. So here's my thing for that. So wouldn't this be like an orphanage? For dogs, rescues. Yeah. That you go, there are people who haven't been rescued. So I just, you know, and maybe I don't, I'm not a big pet guy. I don't understand that world because I go, there are people who haven't been rescued. And it's like, you didn't ask the dog. The dog might have liked this previous home. Mm -hmm. Who the fuck are you this. to take them in and then tell everybody? Like, I feel like it's a little, um, it's a little showboating, a little um, arrogant. I rescued you. You were in poverty. Look, now I have you. You have three square meals a day and a pillow everything. to lay on. And the dog might be thinking, this bitch cooking sucks. <laughs> I, I hate the food. Yeah, I got hit with a newspaper, but but I got lemon pepper wings. Hilarious. You ever had lemon pepper wings? You here feed me this bullshit. And, and your music sucks. Mm -hmm. The old owner used to play that real shit. That DMX. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear Rough Riders after, motherfucker. He was barking. He was speaking my language in them songs. So what do you think this lady got to do? Because I think she's really... This is... 
Mind your business. It's not work-related. Keep it to yourself. I mean, do you like your job? Do you like your team? Is it that big a deal? It's an issue for her. It's spoke to... She, he... Listen, you see how she put... He knows. He went to a breeder even though he knows I volunteer. In this rescue business, only, you know... I don't think people have been referring to them as rescues... But for a while, right? Yeah, I mean, recent, in the last five, six years. He's called just, the pound. Yeah, the puppy pound. Puppy pound. So like that was jail, but then there was also the Humane Society. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, you know. The animal rescue. I think the whole rescue thing is a bit patting yourself on the back a lot. That it's like, yeah. like I said, we're a no-kill no shelter. The actual dog might be like, this shit sucks. <laughs> Don't want to be outside on the streets oh, they running had around. Me in the basement. I was fighting, man, listen. I like fighting. I was winning. <laughs> I was getting a stake every time I won. <laughs> now I don't get shit. You got me in here bullshit. So, yeah, I, I think the whole rescue thing's a little overblown. That it's like, stop patting yourself on the back. It would be like if a, if a parent adopted a kid. Mm-hmm. That's a very nice thing, right? Mm-hmm. But if they went around the neighborhood telling everybody... You know, I adopted mine. I rescued him. You would be like, that's kind of like gross, right? Yeah. And then if they started looking at other people like, you just had yours. You know, it's interesting. They they don't call, when it's humans, they don't call it a rescue. They call it an orphanage. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Imagine if they called it a people rescue. It's kind of the same thing. But like I'm saying, the context of it matters that you're not judging other people. You don't go to the park with an adopted kid and then look at everyone else and go, well, you know there were already kids here. They're down there. Why'd you have them? You should have went and gotten them. You know what I mean? And then you start patting yourself on the back. I'm the greatest, honor because I'm like rescuing them. I rescued these children. And it's like, eh, ask the kid. He'd probably be like, man, this shit trash. <laughs> I was chilling where I was. I had all sorts of Now I got to go to school. I got to go to school now. So, yeah, it's corny. It just doesn't, you know. So, what do you think she should do, though? I think she should get a life and stop judging other people. How could you buy a new car, Phil? There's so many used cars out there with love to give. She'd be surprised if we pulled her dog. It might say, Take me back to the pound. <laughs> All my boys are there. All my boys I were there. It out. You, 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 you telling the animal that it's in a better place, but it might not. He's just staring there looking out the window at all his friends yeah. running around the street still like, oh, man, that looks like so much fun. Right. Um, yeah, I, I don't understand her at all. People are weird. Um, you know, this one might speak to you or resonate with you. You might like this question. Shouldn't people avoid saying good morning when it's a bad morning? That's the question. Interesting. That's the question. After the tragedy in Uvalde, the police chief began his statement with the greeting, good afternoon. The next day, after an understandably sleepless night, I arrived at my job at a school filled with grief, only to be told good morning by five different colleagues. Are all of these greetings, all of these greetings seemed insensitive considering the circumstances? Are these good manners? Question mark. Is this an appropriate greeting under the circumstances? Yeah. I mean, but how often are those circumstances even going to present themselves? Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, unless, you know, yeah. It's not, how often did, it, did, did, did he say this happened in his town? 
Or he just said it happened in... in, in he said it happened in Uvalde, and he said he right. went to, he went to his he job at a at school. A school. This is like another... Well, this is another thing, just like the last thing, where it's in something internal, and you externalize it. Where, like, yeah. something going on with you, somebody says good morning, not knowing that you saw the report in you, about Uvalde, and just being polite. Hey, I think it's just a formality. It's a thing we say before we even notice we said it. Good hey, morning. what's going on, Phil? Morning, man. How you doing? Hey, Kev, what's going on? Morning to you. Yeah, and that's it. doesn't like, mean... You know, somebody might just say, good morning, how are you? And then you just say, good morning. Then it's like, that's, it's a formality. I think if you don't want people to say good morning to you, when they say good morning, just keep walking. Don't even acknowledge it. And eventually people will be like, hey, I've been saying good morning to him three, four times. He's just ignoring me. I'm not going to say good morning. And I've even known people say, you know, good morning, despite the circumstances of like, you know, we all know what happened last night. That's us acknowledging it. Uh-huh. But we have, you know, you work at a school, we have children here, we need to worry about. So, you know, what happened yesterday has happened yesterday. There's nothing we can do about it. But I think, I think it's just an acknowledgement. I think it's a formality up front, but then just to like, you know, despite the circumstances, you know, when I go home for a funeral, someone may say, good to see you, despite mm-hmm. the circumstances, because yes. we are at a funeral, but it is every like, time. also like, nah, good to see my cousin. Right. So, yeah, you know, I don't know it's odd. if he's asking people to be overly dramatic, but it sounds like we have a woman who works at a dog shelter or something that you and her are about the same speed. Yeah. That you're just over. I dramatic. saw something and it affected me, and you should know that that happened, and you should and have I, this. I, I think that's a little selfish. I that think so. Like to make a national tragedy all your fault. So, and I mean, I go on tangents. Y'all used to me here. So, long story short, I knew that was coming. Take a shot. He said was, it. Long story short, there was a person who, for the anniversary of 9/11, she simply stated that, you know, all these freaking out of towners trying to act like 9-11 meant something to them when we had to deal with the smog. We had to deal with the smoke as New Yorkers. New York strong, blah, blah, blah. And people from anywhere else. And I politely just interjected of like, uh, checking in from South Georgia here. That's where I lived at the time mm-hmm. of 9-11. But I'm like, we were about the same age. We were both 15. You didn't have to run into the buildings. Yes, you had to see the smog, but relax. <laughs> and I was like, uh, you know, my dad had to wind up going to Iraq after a few months. But I said that night I lived on an Air Force base all night. Planes. <laughs> we couldn't sleep. Planes taking off because they were going over there. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know... A lot of people in my at my base, their parents, you know, got sent off or whatever. And so I was like, you you're a little heavy on the mustard. Like mm-hmm. it affected people all over the All country. over the world, man. All over the world. So I was so I was saying to her, it's not your own personal tragedy. So that's what I'm saying for this person of like, Uvalde's not your own personal tragedy. Everybody you work with saw that. Everyone feels the same level of sadness. So formality as simple as good morning. You're making this very personal. Yeah, you got to stop. Be another thing if you were the parent of. Yeah. No one's looking at those parents somehow. Good morning. Everybody understand, you know. Right. So for you, you are making something that, you know, on a national level, we all felt. Now, obviously, those in Uvalde, they felt it a little more. Right. 
And unless you're Alex Jones, <laughs> are you going to run around being like, that, that never happened. Uh, there's a fake thing. There are actors, crisis actors. So yeah, everyone feels the same way. Yeah, so, so stop internalizing it. Overly it's, personal. And, maybe turn off the news and, and, and watch some Pornhub. And it's you know, a simple change your life. I'm not going to recommend porn. All right, only OnlyFans. I mean, same difference. I'm just saying. It's a little more tasteful. There's other ways to... Video games, but would you? Out, but I just, you just took it. <laughs> you just was a little beyond me. That's all. You just. That's how you distract I yourself. Make you got news now in the same way that Alex Jones, they're gonna have me in court. Like he said, getting over mass shootings that everyone just needs to masturbate. That's right. And then people are gonna be like, if you feel good, you do good. That's all I'm you saying. Believe you gotta that's feel what good. Said. You feel good, you do good. <laughs> Got that yeah. off my back. Good morning, like I said, is you know it's a formality. Yeah, I think uh, you didn't lose anyone in the tragedy. I, I think the people are getting too like in that like that self isolation. That yeah, that's the comedy show thing. Yeah, of like I felt, and it's like yeah, yeah well everyone else, everybody just else laughed. didn't agree with you. You everyone else just laughed. You just were upset. I, I still remember making a joke about some. What was I making a joke about? Uh, I think it might have been R. Kelly or something, and she was like inappropriate, and I'm like, <laughs> she was the only one, and I guess she she thought that like other people would stand up and be like, yeah, you shouldn't be talking about that, and like the other joke, people were just like the joke wasn't that serious, and it was a joke, and everyone laughed, and you're the only one, so you yeah. feel like everyone gotta be real aware of when it's a me problem and when it's a you know us you problem of like that's a you problem of you know not a we problem. Of, you feel like the morning's inappropriate after that. So what should happen nationally? They should they come on the news. Hey, we just want to remind everybody. Very sad thing happened last night. No one say good morning. Don't greet nobody. Right. It's like but I, 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 but I, I think, think I, I, I honestly think that if you really want like to help you with your problem in in, in terms of I just if you really want people not to say good morning. Just when they say it, just don't say nothing and keep walking because well, like eventually question, people will stop. But it, but but they're not having an issue with good morning. Outside of after a tragedy. Okay. But like I said, it's so specific that, like I said, I've at times said good morning to somebody before I even noticed. It's really just a way of us acknowledging each other as human beings that we're near each other. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't like, do that. We don't do that in New York. That's like a Midwest South yeah, thing. Yeah, People yeah. don't say good right, morning. Right. You know. But yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, this is just a formality that you're taking far too serious. And like Avery said, if you really want to be the dickhead that you're pretending to be, just move to New York where no one says good morning. And you'll have no issues. No. So. <laughs> you, say, you say good morning to someone here, they'd be like, what do you want? This is probably Midwest somewhere where people are nice or Southern hospitality. I'd say so. I'd say so. But yeah, people get right down to business here in New York. Yo, move, son. You go, damn. All right. Well, <laughs> you move. Oh, expecting good morning. And you move. It's people, you understand what it yeah, is. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just you know, if you really want to be that person, get you a shirt made that says "Don't say good morning to me," and you can wear it until ten a.m., eleven a.m. when people stop saying good morning. I remember when I was in college, there was a guy. I don't know. He was antisocial, and every morning, what he would do is he would greet people. He'd get his morning cup of coffee. He would sit outside on the corner of a major street, mm-hmm. and he would just put up his middle finger, and he'd sit like that for an hour. As, as to all the cars driving by, and I think that was his good morning to everybody. Just sat there, was just like, "See, you need to check in on him." He was just like, "I don't care." And I remember asking, "What are you doing?" This is what letting people know what I think. 
But I'm like, it's like eight o'clock in the morning. Yeah, yeah. People want anti to be the personality. That at a point, you're just an annoying motherfucker. Don't talk to me till I had my coffee. How the fuck do How I, would I know? know? How the fuck do I know what you had? How do I know? You gonna get some coffee? Hot coffee in your face? What about a fist? Keep being dickhead early in the morning. All right, we have. Uh, let's get to our last uh, last right, question here, and then this time we're gonna help. This is uh, another one of our female listeners here. Um, also, all these questions are uh, available on the website, dig.com. I want to thank you. Good questions the, uh, here. But this one here is a, is a special one. Oh, jeez, I just scrolled and missed it. Here we go. Will I get over my heartbreak from my ex-husband finding a new girlfriend 12 years after our divorce? <laughs> Help, this, who really helped somebody? Go ahead, bro. My ex-husband and I have four children and eight grandchildren. We have been together for 40 years, but we have been divorced for 12 years. We have never been apart from each other until recently. He started ghosting me and not answering my texts or calls. We have not lived together for a while, but have always stayed connected. I found him with another woman, and he said they were together. She is letting him drive her new truck, and she has some money with which they go to the casino almost every night. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> She's paid. Turn up. I'm heartbroken by the way he dumped me for someone else and just couldn't tell me. He said he still wanted to talk to me because we have kids and grandkids together. I told him to delete my number and wished him a happy <laughs> life. This has been going on for six weeks. Will it get easier? The other woman is going through a divorce. Hold on. So here's what I need to know. Maybe I missed. This. Okay. They're divorced. 12 years. 12 years. 12 years. Yes. And I guess she didn't get this information, but here's the key. Who divorced who? Didn't say. Because it seemed like he did because his energy is very like whatever. Yeah. I tolerate her. I don't like her. Yeah, because he kept her around until he met the new woman and he gave him all, the new woman all his energy. So, yeah. So, yeah. I'm going to have to ask, what the hell y'all divorced for if y'all talk every day? Well, they got kids. That was what you I, said. That's understandable. My parents have kids too. Married 25 years. They don't talk every day. My mom will sometimes go, I'll call your dad and he didn't answer. And then I'll call him and he'll say, hey, how you doing? And you go, yeah, he didn't want to talk to you. That doesn't mean he's not talking. But uh, yeah, so I'm confused as to who, and you know, they say most cases women file for divorces. So you go. Irreconcilable differences. You go. Surely this woman ain't so crazy that she done filed for a divorce from this man but still expects him to talk to her every day. Or to be her husband. And it seems like what he did is a little unfair. It seems like he um he um held on to her till he found somebody else and was like, all right, I finally well, found somebody else. Well, she wasn't paying for the casino like the new one is, so... And she got a new truck. That's right. He, she lets him drive it. This woman got the money. He done found him a sugar mama yeah. and moved on to happiness. Right. Sound like it's time for you to city find... City boy winning. City boy winning. City, for, boy, yeah, city boy, city boy, city boy winning. <laughs> Sound like it's time for you to find you a, yeah. a new man. Get you a new man. Stop so, waiting. Don't get mad. Get even. Finally. She said, mm-hmm. I didn't get remarried after 12 years, and you had all that time and didn't meet nobody else? Like, Yeah, it's a little strange. You got grandkids, which means your, your kids are grown, so it's like there's nothing really mm-hmm. stopping you. And pay a younger guy in the neighborhood to, take you out. to hang out with you for a little bit, let one of the kids see him, and all hell will break loose because he'll say, hold on now. 
Your son Johnny told me he came by the house the other day and you had a young boy over there. So, you know, don't get mad, get even, if anything. But like I said, I'm I'm wondering how y'all are divorced but talking every day. Yeah, what do you got to talk about? Uh, and the funny thing is she says she tries to break up with him and they told her to delete his number and whatever. And it's been going on for six weeks. I don't know what it takes six weeks for people who've been divorced 12 years to not talk to each other. <laughs> My mom and dad got divorced, and I mean, they stopped talking way before that divorce happened. And anytime we bring them up, my mother just rolls her eyes, and I'm like, she can't even stand to be in the same room with them. So I, I think this, like, you're right. I think this lady needs to move on, meet somebody else, and get mad, get even, mom. Yeah, start an OnlyFans. That'll help out. Nah, hey, that's the second that. OnlyFans uh, mission. That's a, yeah, you want to get them back. Oh, he's that's your solution to everything. OnlyFans. Oh, yeah. Get on Pornhub. That's right. And it could change your life, man. Uh, that's your solution to everything. But yeah, it makes you don't, happy. Don't get mad. Get even. Much, much like the temporary happy. Much like the Wayne's Brothers movies, there's not a heavy plot. You know, just, everything just kind of happens as it happens, and you accept what goes on in the world the of Wayne's porn. Wayne's Brothers said, "Don't be mentioning them." <laughs> that was just like porn. And yo, I mean, your words. You said it, plot. the plot is loose, so so is the porn. Plot's loose and porn. Oh no, that plot is very tight. <laughs> Sometimes looser than others, depending on what category What'd you, you select. But like I said, all those plots, all those Excuse movies. Me, did you order a pizza? Oh no, I don't have movies, any money to pay for it. All those movies in the same. That's right. Same beginning, money same shot. Anyway, yeah. So I say, don't get mad. Get even. Just get even with him. If he's now ignoring you. Well, they say energy is never lost. It is merely transferred. So the energy of him finding this new woman hit her. Now it's like hit him back. Find you a new man and then have him calling you up, asking you questions. Like, hold up. Who's that? I came by the other day. I seen another car in your drive. <laughs> so I didn't want to interrupt. But yeah, so you got to get, get it together, miss. Go meet some people. Don't get mad. Get even. And yeah, yeah. quit talking to somebody you divorced 12 years ago. Seriously. It must be a small town. It must be, must be that she could say he's dead. Nobody else to talk to. How do, you, that Tinder app. how do you know she's paying for the casino? You don't know if the new woman's paying for the casino. She got a new truck. You know what I'm saying? Sound like he happy and she hating, but but I and don't know. No, no, that's exactly well, sound that's like exactly what it sounds like. He's not sad like I'm sad. No, he's moved on with his life after twelve well, years. After twelve years. But mm, so, mm, twelve years of slave. Twelve, 12 <laughs> sure years was. Of, divorced conversations. I don't even know what to call them. They probably still shared the same phone plan and Netflix account. I bet you they didn't even change <laughs> yeah. the password, get a separate one. That's how you know when it's over, when they're like, you got to get your own Netflix. <gasps> I can't just keep a profile. Yeah. Get your own. He deleted my profile. I don't want you on my algorithm anymore. Yeah, it used to be when the last name changed. Now it's like, yeah, about that. <laughs> I'm gonna need my Netflix back. You know, they just changed that password on mm-hmm. your ass. Oh, gone. Oh, look, I'm gonna go see that new Jamie Foxx thing came out. And like, wait a minute, why is it not working? <laughs> the hell? It's not working because we not working. <laughs> <laughs> no longer compatible. That's right. Anyways. Oh, uh, you want to do one more? We wrap it up. That's, I think that's a good that's enough. Good. We gave them enough bad advice. Yeah, I think so. It might work for somebody. Not gonna landed. work. Definitely not gonna work for all of you. Land ourselves in court pretty soon. Be right there. With you gotta have to pay for Tasha K and Alex four million dollars. You know her giving advice about evolving. Next thing uh, you know. Yeah, anyway, the guy that's in front of the judge. Then another episode of 
but I don't know Vopod. Uh, add us on Instagram by that same name, but I don't know Vopod. You know. Yeah, make sure to follow us on social media too. I am Phil Huntersfields. I'm Avery Mason official. Right. And uh, we'll be back next Tuesday. We got to get yeah. in the studio. Thanks for listening. Yeah, we're yeah. in the studio. We're in the studio. We, we got to get y'all the visual. We both episode. got haircuts. I've been out of town a little bit. Yeah, me so, too. You know. Yeah, we're back. Vacation off, time is over. We're getting it back together. But we appreciate y'all listening. Yeah. Like, share, subscribe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leave yeah, us yeah. a review if you like the podcast, even if it's a bad one. Even if it's y'all sound fucked up, this nigga feel sound like he in the well. That's all right. Even if we, we ruined your life and made we, it we accept somebody. we accept all criticism. Man, Phil, Phil is our customer service lead, so he'll be addressing all customer Leave us service. Some rotten tomatoes review. Mm-hmm. I know what it is. I didn't like how you said Lizzo's a big artist. What did you mean by that? Well, I said Beyonce's a big artist too, just for uh, just for purposes. yes, just for context, for legal yes. purposes. Please right. also remember, context is important. Yes, it is. Thanks for listening. Like, share, subscribe. You have been listening to But I Don't Know, though, hosted by Avery Mason and Phil Hunt. Please follow the show at But I Don't Know, though, pod on Instagram, spelled B U T I D K. T-H-O-P-O-D. You can also follow Avery Mason at Avery Mason Official on Instagram and TikTok and The Avery Mason on Twitter. Make sure to follow Phil Hunt at I Am Phil Hunt on all social media. We record live at WTF Media Studios in the heart of New York City on Canal Street. And if you like the show, please do us a favor. Like the episode, share it with your friends, leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening to this on. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week. New episodes every Tuesday. But I don't know.